Hello and welcome back to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people by creative people. I am the head creative enthusiast, Christopher Talon. If you want to know more about me, you can head over to www.christophertalon.com with two L's, but enough about me. Today, the show is about Jonathan Wayne Freeman, a man who is professionally funny on Instagram. But before we get to that, let's talk about a couple of the friends of the show. Rivertown Adventures at rivertownadventures.com is the most fun you're going to have outdoors anywhere. So if you're in the Lansing, Michigan area, you want to get out on the water and have some fun, check them out, rivertownadventures.com. Live free, go paddle. I want to tell you about Baby Farm Soaps, the best soap makers in the world out of Berea, Kentucky. They're only on Facebook, so go to Facebook, type in Baby Farm Soaps, order all kinds of stuff, whether you got a beard, whether you got just skin, Hopefully you have skin. They can help you out. They got good products. Baby Farm Soaps on Facebook. Also check out Six Coast Soil, a Michigan company that makes the best soil. It's tailored for cannabis growing, but it also works for vegetable growing. I've grown tomatoes and cucumbers out of it, and it's phenomenal. So look up sixcoastsoil.com and get yourself some good soil. And if you're looking to grow something out of it, Fresh Coast Seed Company, if it's legal where you live, sells the best cannabis seeds anywhere superior genetics highly motivated fresh coast seed co check them out on instagram all right now we're going to get to the show part of it jonathan wayne freeman as i was starting to say earlier he's a very funny guy and he's professionally funny on instagram now that's what he does so he has a inspiring story he came from you know he'll he'll explain it better than i will but he came from a low place where he was not happy with uh, his life, the way things were going, and he just took matters into his own hands and said, I'm going to be funny on Instagram for a living, just you watch, and now here he is doing podcasts, talking about exactly how he did exactly that. So, let's get to it, huh? Jonathan Wayne Freeman, everybody check him out on Instagram, at Jonathan Wayne Freeman, there's no H in Jonathan, Jonathan Wayne Freeman, he's a hilarious guy. Whether you're into surfing or not, you're going to find his humor, I think, uh, quite humorous. (laughs) So here's that interview with uh, my new friend, Jonathan Wayne Freeman. Peter Terrace, because he's our, our common, uh, I don't know you want to call him, friend, colleague. Uh, <laughs> associate. Associate, yes. Yeah. Workplace right. proximity associate. Um, so, yeah, how did, uh, how did you guys meet each other? He said on the show that it was, he was trying to, uh, at one point in life, uh, kind of holla at one of your wife's friends, and that didn't work out, but then... Just through the through the Telega community, you guys kind of hooked back up via him seeing you trashing Telega on YouTube one time. I I knew Peter. I knew of Peter from being just a fan of surfing, and I would see his name. I knew he was a a famous photographer, surf photographer, uh, for many many years, and I just always thought he he was a pretty cool guy. But I never met him. 
And then uh, once I started doing all this stuff on Instagram, we have kids that are similar ages and he thought it was funny and could relate to a lot of the stuff. So he uh, hit me up in my DMs and Surfer Magazine was was still around then. Yeah, It's gone now after 60 years, sadly. But uh, yeah. yeah, he hit me up and was like, we should do something together. So that's how I met Peter. And then um, since then, yeah, we've worked on a bunch of stuff together and continue to do so. Yeah, he um, he was telling me that there are still some yet to be seen by the general public uh, <laughs> episodes of Ultracore, and uh, there was one where what was it? You fell in love with uh, like the Surf Report machine, or yeah, he basically took the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I think yeah. it's called Her, and but it's me falling in love with Surfline with Lola, who's like the forecaster. Um, Pete still thinks we're going to put these out. I don't know. And it's funny you mentioned that. The reason I my, I may sound a little groggy, I was up late last night at a bar with Chris Christensen, the surfboard shaper. Oh, and man. he was in one of those episodes, which was the mid-length episode. And it was all about writing mid-length. But he, I had to explain to him, I'm like, Chris, it's, it's never, we're never going to air it because Surfer Magazine's gone. So I've just been releasing the clips, like parts of them slowly onto my own uh, Instagram. And I don't know if Peter likes that, but I'm like, Pete, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to use this. And we just have all this beautiful footage. So, yeah. Yeah, he's he's knee deep into those wine reviews now. So I think he's I think he's probably going to be cool with that. Boy, he does love those wine reviews. I tell you what, I like his dancing at the beginning of his wine reviews. That's my favorite part. Yeah, yeah. What, no matter what you think of his dancing, the confidence alone it says something. It does. It's he's a, he's a brash he's a brash man. Very entirely too confident, if you ask me. But hey, <laughs> hey that's good for him. Yeah. In uh, in one of those episodes, you were trying to get some air, and you landed right on. Was that Peter that you landed on? That was Peter. Yeah, that was <laughs> one of the first times we hung out, and. He got injured his back, but you know, that's his fault. He was the pro. He's supposed to know how to shoot water photography. I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah. I, I didn't feel too bad. I actually thought it was pretty, pretty funny. To yeah. be honest. <laughs> it felt like landing on a, on a sea lion. It was felt nice on my end. Didn't feel good for him, but fine with me. <laughs> uh, I'm imagining he made a sound probably something similar to, Ur! he did. <laughs> Just terrible, terrifying, terrifying grown man injury sound. All right. So most people know you because of uh, your surfing exploits in and out of the water. Um, have you been like born and raised California, always around surfing? Or uh, did you kind of find it later in life? How did that come around? I'm so sorry. My son just turned a show on in the background. Are you going to hear that in the in the or is that okay no i think it's fine okay good i because i will i'll yell at him for you if you want <laughs> i can scream at him i'll do that for you no i bought my I, kids um, candy up... put them in the other room and they're like i was like all right guys just stay in here eat this candy I... and only go to the bathroom or go outside leave me alone for yeah an hour. i they're feed like, my okay. kids candy for Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they just get candy. That's what we do at my house. There's no nutrients at all. Their bones are very weak, but, I mean, whatever. I don't care. It's not me. It's them, right? 
Yeah. Anyways. So they I they love you. I They're really up. excited and then they sleep great at night to win. They do. And I don't care about the health effects, you yeah. know, whatever. I uh I grew up what we would consider inland in Southern California. So Peter's from San Clemente. So Peter was a cool guy. San Clemente's from the beach. I grew up in Mission Viejo, which might as well be in the middle of the desert, but it's actually like <laughs> 10, 12, 15 miles from the from the ocean. So yeah, I loved surfing. I was fascinated by it. We grow up here. We we wear the clothes. I'd wear TNC. I'd wear all the brands, but I didn't surf. I would just boogie board. I'd ride this little orange Aussie boogie board, and I'd look at the surfers, and I'd think about it. Like maybe one day I'll learn how to surf. And then I played all the traditional sports up up until freshman year of high school, and I started surfing on a soft top or what we called a Doyle back in the day. And I was I was hooked. I was just like, this is it. I'm never going to stop doing this. And I haven't stopped doing it since. I just <laughs> fell in love with it. And, and how old were you then? Yeah, every I, I was 14. 14, 15, okay. So yeah, 14, 15, saying, which like, is late. Just getting that's into high late. school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like. Peter was telling not, me about people that get... go out and f- photograph like five and six-year-olds. Dude, it's bonk just anything that happens with the little league father the exact same thing happens with dads who push their kids into surfing and literally push them into waves and are filming them and the the mom's on the beach in her bikini hanging out watching and they have the sprinter van that's two hundred thousand dollars and they all ride their electric bikes down they're rich and that's all they do is surf and their kids got to be a pro sure it sure he is yeah you know and I don't know if you knew this, but uh, I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Michigan. So we, we've we got uh, – our big thing is unsalted because all of our water is fresh. But, um, <laughs> but oh, God. Sorry. I had two diverging thoughts, and then they had uh, – did one of those things where they both <laughs> run into each other, and then neither of them gets through. So um, let's just move on, and I'll <laughs> – I'll edit it out so this it'll is, seem like I was super called, smooth. This is the this is the aging process. This is what <sighs> this is what we're dealing with here, bro. Our brains yeah. don't work as well. Our kids got the fresh brains. That's why I'm trying to give them all the candy so that their brain maybe melts a little bit and we're on the same <laughs> level. Right, the brain's too fresh. Uh, I was gonna say something about being in Michigan, but um, I can't remember what it was now. I got my surfboard though. You see that in the background? Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah, kind of blends in it. with the wall and the crappy, uh, crappy picture. But it's laundry day, baby. Oh, it's laundry day every day in my house never it, ends. It's and it's been really bad too because we uh, actually, I got to get a new dryer because the 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 heating thing doesn't work, so it'll spin but it won't dry. So right now we've got we've got the back room which is just mostly storage uh, rigged up. So we got a couple of clotheslines in there until we have a a dryer back in the house. So yeah, nice. Yeah, Oops. so. Yeah, not only is this a very amateurish uh, uh, podcast, uh, it's a very amateurish, just life guy in in general hosting it. Um. <laughs> hey, my whole my entire thing is amateur. I I hate editing. I thank God I met people like Pete. Like I'm <laughs> I'm I like being in front of the camera. I enjoy talking, but anything other than that, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do it. Lazy bones. Tell you what. When did you start getting in front of the camera or, you know, at least ex- not even the camera, but like kind of expressing that like desire to be a performer? As long as I can remember. I mean, since I was 
really small, just doing church plays, getting in front of everybody. I've never had that thing that like, I, I don't get nervous. I love it. Mm. Like I, I can talk to 10,000 people in public. I can get up on a stage. I can do it in front of a camera. I just didn't think that I could ever uh, <laughs> make a living or, or make money with that skill, which is stupid because of course you can. This is the, the best time in the world to do that. So I always had just like your normal nine to five government jobs until very recently. Yeah, including uh, you are or were an EMT. I, this is break. This is breaking news just for you on your podcast. Woo! I'm going to tell you two months ago, I quit my job and I work for a bunch of companies now. And I do Instagram. That's what I do for a living, which is bananas. And I don't tell everybody that because you get two reactions. You get either people are really happy for you or they're, they're like, I don't want to hear that. What are you talking about? They're not. They're not stoked for you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I still have my paramedic license. I was paramedic for 10 years um, and I'll keep that license, you know, cause I worked hard to get it. And it's like a mechanic knows how to work on cars. I can always go get a job with that license if I want to. But this past year with COVID and everything, man, I was like, I'm ready to get out of here. And you're getting all these opportunities, like doing the Instagram and all these different doing commercials. I just filmed a national commercial, which I'm freaking out about. Like it's going to be on real TV, which is insane. That wasn't the one with the vitamins, was it? No, it's for bug assault. Yeah. Bug assault's doing, and it's their first commercial ever that they've had on real TV. So I feel very blessed to be in that position and yeah, man. So that's it. I wake up whenever I want Monday through Friday. (laughs) And I, I just do, I go surf and I make dumb videos. <laughs> I love it. It's rad. Stoked. And that I is... sell merch. Yeah. <laughs> and, so how much time has gone by from, you know, the two months ago when you're like, this is what I do full time. How much time from when you were yeah. like, I'm going to get serious about like just being like constantly on Instagram and making my videos and then like that and we'll kind of break down like you know the in-betweens but yeah so it's a it's a couple of things uh it's like a two-part answer um i thought i wanted to be a firefighter firefighter paramedic and i got hired not once but two times and i got fired from both those jobs and i was super depressed like i had two very small kids this is in 2016 And I ended up working as a night janitor at an elementary school. And it was like the lowest point in my whole life. I'd just be mop, mop, mop all night long, just like cleaning toilets, doing everything. And I'd listen to podcasts all night long. And I started questioning everything about life, like full existential crisis the janitor is having at nighttime as I'm working. And I do this for a year. And during that time, I'm like, I'm going to do what I love. I'm a comedian. So I sort of started messing around, like posting uh, videos of me at night as a janitor, just being a weird janitor. And people were like, my friends were calling me like, are you okay? Are you, are you losing your mind? And I was like, dude, I'm just being funny. 
and I had like 120 followers on Instagram. And then I was like, I don't need to keep being a janitor. I'm going to go back to working as a paramedic because the schedule is 10 days a month. You're on 24 hours and 48 hour shifts, but you got a lot of time to do stuff. Yeah. And so I started just making more and more videos and the surf stuff just kind of came out because I surf and people would pick up on little words I would say or things. And they'd be like, Oh, this guy's like, it's like insider baseball. He's like making all these <laughs> jokes about coastal California and about surfing. Um, but what really happened was 2019. I remember the day June 3rd, 2019 kook of the day, which just hit, a million followers yesterday, last night or this morning, just got a million followers. Kook of the Day posted a video that I sent to them. And that just went like, and it exploded. So it's not even quite two years ago. What is it? A little over a year and a half. Yeah. That's when that all started. And then it surfer came from that. All these relationships that I have, everything came from that Kook of the Day. And yeah, that's, yes, my story. So you never set out with this roadmap of like, how can I become an influencer on Instagram? I hate that <laughs> word, dude. I hate, I hate that word. But what happens is it's really, once people start sending you free stuff, you, yeah. it's, it's like, that's all I ever dreamed about was getting like, as a kid, you see surfers that rip or pro skaters and they get all the clothes and they get, and I, and I was just like, that's never going to happen for me. And, uh, it's just hilarious that at 41 years old, like a middle-aged dude, I, I literally, I, I don't know how many sp sponsors I have. I like the house is filled with just <laughs> things. I give away so much stuff to people because that's all I ever wanted when I was a kid was someone to give me stickers. If someone gave me a t-shirt, I'd be like, I can't believe I got a t-shirt. So the word influencer, I, whatever, if people think that's what I am, I, 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 that's not what I'm going to continue to be. I assure you. They'll call it and, something and else in six months, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because yeah. what I am is like, I just starred in a commercial. I'm an actor. I'm a, I'm a comedian. I do. That's what I do. That's my skill set. Uh, maybe one day I'll have a podcast. I don't know. I have a lot of stuff I can do. The funniest part about everything is um, I, I, I'm just getting started. Yeah. And, and there's hate, there's haters. Like in the beginning, people are like, you're not funny. And people <laughs> are the worst. People say like, kill yourself. Get, oh, don't, Jesus. don't keep doing this. Don't you do this. And I just keep going, watch me, watch me, watch <laughs> me, watch me. And I just keep going and going and I'm going to keep doing that. And I love it. And I've, I've basically weeded out all the followers that are like, if they don't like you, it's like, you guys can just go away and I'm just going to keep doing my thing. And uh, I think COVID helped too, with everyone being locked inside yeah. with nothing to do. A lot yeah. more rabbit hole tricks. Yeah. <laughs> the bar for entertainment was set very low, which probably <laughs> contributed to my success. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Guys are doing the, the daily show and uh, all those shows from like their living rooms. Then yeah. Why not? <laughs> right. Um, Oh, I think maybe something I was going to say earlier about being from Michigan was that around here, like in the summertime, you go anywhere that's near uh, Lake Michigan 
and all of a sudden you you feel like you're in southern california because everybody's wearing surf stuff like you know o'neill or quicksilver or you know whatever and then you know maybe if you look hard you might see like three people surf all summer long and it's usually people that got a surfboard didn't know what to do with it tried for like 10 minutes and we're like all right we're done but uh, yeah, yeah it's amazing to yeah. me that, that the culture is is that big and even now the uh the the hawaiian shirts that peter was like just you watch buddy this next season it's going to be all hawaiian shirts that's all you see anywhere now too is people wearing hawaiian shirts right. and on the racks so i don't know it's weird to see that uh that like slow filter over from what's cool in the west coast like right now will be cool here in michigan like <laughs> the next season or two seasons later <laughs> i lo i love it when that happens. i remember in like 2005 going to the midwest and like there were still dudes with mullets driving trans ams <laughs> and they like had just got like the new aerosmith record and i was like are we in a time machine what is going on but on the west coast this is just it's the californication the la thing it's the hub where everything is all the fashion all the whatever's cool for the moment and then it spreads yeah yeah and then of course like with the surf industry i mean I don't know if you know the state of the surf industry right now, but it's not very good. Like these brands got so big, right? So big. And they were bought by giant corporations. And there's some people that will tell you the worst mistake ever that these brands did was kind of leaving the beach, meaning leaving mm. that core audience because yeah. it's gotten further and further away, but everyone's attracted to this lifestyle and that you can't blame them for it. You know, I was before I ever surfed, I dressed like a surfer. Yeah, you know? but <laughs> you could at least, uh, like you talked about in some of your videos, just show up at the beach and be like, hey, I look the part. I'm in California. Nobody's going to question me. <laughs> that's what most most people do that say they're surfers. That's one of the things. That's what kook of the day is. We joke about it, but we all start somewhere. And I mean, like when I first started surfing, I didn't know what I was doing. I was on the completely wrong board. And I just liked holding the board and walking up and down the beach because I thought it would help me meet girls. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, think girls like surfers. I'll just pretend I'm a surfer. Well, yeah. And then eventually I found out I actually enjoyed the activity, not just the image. Yes. Yeah. I enjoy it as much as somebody can, being that, like I said, I'm from Michigan. Then I lived in Florida when I was like... 20 what was I like from 21 to 25 26 and I surfed there but it was like northeast Florida near like the Georgia line so there's only so mm -hmm. much surfing you can do and like on a crazy day the waves might be like waist high <laughs> right so yeah it's not you need a hurricane to get ooh, those waves they're so. they always would show too those those are the guys that would be the kook of the day now the guys that would go out with their surfboards that never even have seen a wave that's over their head before and they're like hey there's a tropical storm coming in why don't we go uh you know get in the water and it's not even good waves on up there either it's just slosh just big hills right. moving around yeah that so. link though from surfing is that's everyone i've met it's funny because like the surf industry they've been awesome they've been really nice to me um but most of the people I work for and actually do work for, they are surfers, but their businesses have nothing to do with surfing. <laughs> it's just the fact that they love to surf, I love to surf, and that's the starting point of your relationship because you share a love for this one thing. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so 
one of your posts that I saw was uh, of you in a, a student film. Was that correct? From back yes. in the day? Yes. Okay. So yes. had you uh, pursued acting or stand-up comedy or anything like this prior to? I did. I, uh, I, I, I was so stupid when I was younger. Like, so dumb. I had an awesome opportunity. I, I went to school freshman year uh, to college and I was a really bad student. And I was like, <laughs> I just want to be a I want to be a comedian. I want to be an actor. I, I want to be that guy. I'm going to move to L.A. and I'm going to get an agent. So I got a really good agent. Like and I was like, of course, I did. Like, I'm 19. I'm really good. And like and totally didn't realize, like, not everyone can get a good agent. And I moved to L.A. And I went on six auditions. I auditioned for a Pepsi commercial with Britney Spears. I didn't get it. I was very sad. Britney I got auditioned it. for a toys. But well, Britney was, she was in it, and there was a guy. I was trying. Oh, to you were going for the guy part. I get you. I get you. Correct. So yeah, six auditions, didn't get anything, and I was like, this is a joke. I should have, I should have, I should have been cast after these six auditions, not knowing that like people, people try for years to get anything yeah. and just being young and stupid. I just moved home. I ghosted my agent. I should call her right now, 20 years later and just be like, Hey, how's it going? Are you there, Sylvia? It's John. Do you remember me? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I did. I tried. And I would always dip my toes in it. But the thing with me is like, I grew up in a very religious family. Mm. And when I was with my friends, I would go off and like, be really funny. I'd be funny around my parents, but I was always afraid there was a lot of guilt associated with doing stand up and all these different things, yeah. being in bars, drink, drinking. Um, again, when I was 25, yeah, I did, I did stand up for a minute. I loved it, but I just didn't lean into it i did not do it and, and that would have been the time to do it when you're young you don't have children follow your dreams go for it yeah otherwise you might end up but but it seems to be working out now i guess but <laughs> i was much prettier back then i was much better looking and i miss my hair you know and my face that i have them you know no no man no okay be proud be oh, proud of let's it. Do it there you okay. go okay all right i'm Woo! gonna if if you're you're gonna make me feel comfortable, I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I can be my true self. A little, yeah. There we go. Oh, I got you, right. man. Look at the back of mine, dude. That is a, it's a work of art. I, I love know. it. It's I know, beautiful. It's like my dad's, but he always kept his real short on the sides because he didn't want. I don't know. He just wanted it to be. He didn't want to acknowledge the fact that he was bald. I'm letting mine grow out for the first time in a long time, and you can't tell now because I've had the hat on, but it's like getting curly now. And it, it almost is like I have the starting same to envelop thing. the bald spot on the top. I think it, it's it's really fun. I think it's funny. Like people are always like, why don't you just keep your head shaved? I'm like, no, <laughs> I like like I like the baldness. I'm a yeah. married dude. I'm not out like, look, I've been married almost 12 years. What do I care? I think it makes me look funnier. And anything that helps with the funny, I'm about it. Yeah. No, oh, you look like Bozo the Clown. Well, thank you. He was a funny guy. Yeah, you know, somebody tried to make fun of me saying that I looked like that, but, oh, it was my wife. It was my wife that did it. She goes, you look like Showbiz the Clown. And she started laughing. I was like, who? You know, the clown with the big red hair and was bald on top. And I was like, 
You mean Bozo? And she's like, oh, yeah, him. Like, yeah. Tell her to get her insults right before she starts throwing (laughs) them out all willy-nilly. I know. Now, I'm curious about your wife's um, reaction to you getting heavy onto Instagram because I'm not super heavy on it right now. And my wife's like, are you Instagramming? (laughs) Um, Yeah, she's... I mean, I post a lot of stuff of us like having actual fights and like <laughs> me really getting in trouble because I just think it's hilarious and funny. Um, she over time has is really starting to dig it, but now she's getting a little like too involved, and I'm like, hey, back off! You can start your own. You can make it the Gigi show. Her name's Gigi, but she's like, oh no, you should put me in. People love family stuff. Look how many views you get. And I'm, her head's getting a little big and I don't like it. I don't like it. I won't be the star. Not her. Not her. She could maybe start her own uh, line of videos where like she plays Fortnite and just talks trash to people. And kids love that. I know. My kids will watch Dude, that I, stuff this, for days. This is what I'm saying. The, the funnest part about being live right now is there's so many stupid ways to make money. Like <laughs> there's an audience for anything. Yeah. Literally. Like you can if you just can figure it out, you can do it. You can do it. It's fun. Yeah. Well this kind of feeds into another question that I ask people too. So I'll just start with that one. Um being that you kind of make your career on social media you get a lot of comments and um you know know, in the episode with peter him and i were joking about like people that get truly upset by you and i i just maybe because like i know that you're being funny but like do some people genuinely think that you're just like being an asshole when you're like oh that teacher yelled at me for getting out of my car like Absolutely. Yeah. I get crazy messages and every are they, day. Are they from people that like will repeatedly like watch your stuff and be like, why are you doing this? Or is it a lot of like one-offs that just don't understand? A lot of it's, a lot of it's one-offs that, cause you have, if you put a hashtag in that just says surfing or yeah. says cars or says the freeway, you just get people that come on and they see me and they don't know that I'm doing a character that I'm doing this. And I think it's hilarious. I've learned to just laugh at it. In the beginning, like like I said, I almost stopped in the beginning because some of the comments were so aggressive and people were so mean. Yeah. But I realized, like, don't read the comments or just realize that these are probably people. Nine times out of ten, you go to their page and it's somebody who wants to do what you're doing. They're like, I, I, I want to be a comedy guy. Yeah. And you're like, well, why are you tearing me down? And they're tearing you down because they wish they had your audience. Mm. So then it's like, or they, or they don't think you're funny, which is fine. I don't like all the comedians out there. I don't like all types of music. We all have different opinions. But to take the time to type something and be a jerk, I never understood it. I don't personally do that to other people. So when they come at you, I've just learned, like, don't feed the trolls. And people have had to tell me over and over because – I like to be liked. I want people to like me. So I'll like try to convert them. I, I was going to say, I've not... seen a couple of your comments yeah. and I specifically remember, I think the last time I like really scrolled through the comments was the one where you're like, the teacher didn't shut the door on my car all the way. So I had to get out and shut it. And then I got yelled at like I was a child. 
And then people are like, hey, teachers do the best they can, man. You shouldn't talk shit about teachers right now. Like, Yeah, that's not up. I took that one down. See that serious? word? That one, they, I took it <laughs> down bad. because I got, I got, I had a dude DM me. He goes, you were the only reason I was on an Instagram. Way, way to go. Uh, making fun of teachers. Good luck. See you later. And, and that I was like 65,000 people. And I'm concerned about one guy. Like that's how I'm wired up. And I'm like, I go to message him. Oh man, you know, it's just a, it was a joke. Like, oh yeah, you guys can make fun of cops all day long tell them how they're awful and this and but teachers don't talk about teachers yeah because we all know teachers are all the same and work really hard shut up it was ridiculous but some yeah. people really love that post and sometimes it's fun to just it's fun to have people make comments i don't care and because i can always do this this is the beauty of comedy it may have been real it may have not been real i'm playing pretend all day long so what i what what you think is real probably isn't real and i've said that over and over i've done 99 of what i do it's made up it's bs it's not real but if people think it's real so i except when you shit your well, pants that know. was real right that was real that was yes real. very real do you spend a that lot happens of multiple <laughs> times a day actually i think i just uh, shot myself just now actually oh uh, no i didn't no i didn't i'm okay we're okay that's how you keep the kids to not boogie all the time. Dad, what's that? Oh, huh. We'll get it ourselves. Hey, Never won't mind. get close to me. <laughs> uh, okay. So you, before doing the, all the Instagram stuff, the, there was kind of a common thread to a lot of these jobs that you were doing where it was all public service related. What, uh, what, where does that come from? Was that something instilled in you? Is that something that uh, you picked up on your own? Or was it just kind of like you, you did the job one time with the EMT thing and you'd like the adrenaline or what? No, it, it starts with my family, all my uncles, my grandpa, my dad. They're all cops and firefighters. And I grew up around the military, around firearms. My name is John Wayne Freeman. <laughs> That's my real name. My dad named me John Wayne. And that, those are the movies he watched all the times, Westerns. I'm the only boy in my family. I have two older sisters. I'm the only Freeman boy that can carry on the name. So I grew up with this like, you're going to be a masculine man and you're going to you go into a government job and that's what you do. You work there 20, 30 years and then you retire. And I just told myself like, that's what I'm going to do. So I was an ocean lifeguard. Uh, I joined the Navy. I was a firefighter. Oh, I know. I was a paramedic. I was, I was in the Navy cop. too. That's why that one really got me. Where are you? Yeah. Seaman Freeman right here, baby. Seaman Freeman. Yeah, oh, so that's was, the worst. I, yeah. I was a police officer. Um, I just did all this stuff. But the joke is like, you're, you're the village people, John. Like, I should just become a biker. Like, you know, yeah, I did all Round these jobs. All but I was, but I wasn't any good, really, at any of them. Because huh. like, there was the, my passion. It's not what I really wanted to do is what I'm doing now. And I realized finally late in life, when I was a janitor, 37 years old, I was like, hey, I'm wired differently. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a Navy. I'm not a Navy SEAL. I can't do that. I don't have the mind for that. I'm not, 
I'm not a firefighter. I don't even like fire. It's terrifying. I don't want to. What, what am I doing? Like, I think I just like wearing the uniforms. I like yeah. the bat. I like the shiny badges. And then once I started being myself, it was so freeing. And then now I hang out with all these people that do those jobs and I have great relationships with them because I'm not, I know who I am. I'm all comfortable in my own skin now. And I bring my service, my act of service is bringing people smiles and bringing people joy. And I love doing it. Nothing feels like work that I do. And it's the best thing in the world. And I want everyone to be able to find and be able to do what they love because it's great. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's don't like, there's still parts of me, you know, like that are attracted to those things, but maybe it's the testosterone's gone down as it got older. <laughs> I don't feel the need to, to try to prove myself in those occupations. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. You learn a lot being a cop. You learn a lot uh, being a paramedic. You learn a lot in a, in a firehouse. And that's all transitioned to, you know, again, relationships and forming relationships with people, being professional. Even though I'm super goofy and I always look disheveled, there's like a, there's a method to the madness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I got kicked out of an 80, by the way. I should preface that. Oh, yeah. One of my best friends did too. Yeah. I, I made it through without getting into too much trouble, but uh, I ended up mm. actually serving in some places where, um, even if you wanted to do stuff to get kicked out, it would have been pretty, pretty hard. Um, you got the old heave ho. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it or not really? I've never talked about it on a podcast and it's a, uh, I think the story itself is um, it's worth like an entire podcast. And if I ever do my own podcast, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to share it then. It's a bad story. And it's a wonderful story and it, it's out of control, but we can, we can talk about it at another time if you like. Okay. I don't really want to get into it. All right. Yeah. Well, when I come out there and uh, you and Peter can teach me how to surf for real sometime. Cause I told him I'm that guy that like never takes his back knee all the way off the board. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's how everyone, like they try to, they stand up and they leave the back knee. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's really just, I think, embarrassing for surfing as a whole, the way that I surf. So it's probably a good idea that my board has mostly been a prop. I used to teach um, middle school for a couple of years before my wife just refused to stop having children. Um, and so wow, that board middle was, school teacher. Yeah, um, that's gnarly, dude. Yeah, yeah, at a at a charter school downtown Grand Rapids where. I think it was a hundred percent free lunch. So there was a lot of kids that had uh, stuff going on outside of school made trying to teach interesting, but I would keep that, yep. um, that surfboard right up next to the chalkboard or the whiteboard or whatever board we had up there and kids would love it. But the funny thing was all the kids that I, I was always like, don't touch my stuff over here. You guys can look at it, but don't touch it. And then the kids who would always like touch it anyway, they would always go up to the board and start scratching the wax off. And you can see a ton of little lines where there's little this scratch wax. <laughs> and they go, what is that? And I go, oh, that's the wax that I would put my bare feet on so I wouldn't slip off. And then they'd go, Ugh! and they start freaking out, <laughs> realizing that they had my some essence of my bare feet stuck under their fingernails. <laughs> yeah, no one wants, no one wants that. 
So, but I'm sure I over overwaxed it. I was like a. Um, have you ever seen what was the movie Surf Ninjas? Of course, Dude. absolutely. I've seen Surf Ninjas. I was like Rob yeah. Schneider, so I would be the guy that's like, "Hey, let's all go surfing, guys," and then sit there and wax the board. And then as soon as everybody runs out, I'm like, "Hey, let's go!" Oh, we're done now. Oh shoot, I just got my board all waxed up. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, you got to right. start somewhere. Um, that's right. Uh, I want to bounce back to the Instagram videos again and just ask you uh, how much time goes into like production? Cause you, you keep it pretty simple, but do you, uh, do you stop and go, uh, okay, I've got some ideas that I can do, or does it like when you have an idea, you just turn it on and go. Yeah, I'm pretty impulsive. There's very little thought, which can be awesome and not so <laughs> awesome. If you follow my, my page, like I put stuff up, all the time and pull it right down sometime but it's sometimes it'll be like two three thousand people see it and i'm like oh i shouldn't have said that or i shouldn't have, or that didn't come out the way or you thought at the time it was a good idea but yeah like i said my least favorite thing is to sit down and edit but what i've learned is this when you make these these videos it's not about how polished it is or how slick it is it's about the content it's about the person because yeah. I see people that like spend, you can tell they spend a lot of money just making these like incredible videos. Nobody watches them yeah. because either A, they're not entertaining. They're just not good in front of the camera. Um, and then you get another guy that like, is just a funny human. And, you know, that's, that's, that's where it's at. You got to have some sort of, uh, I feel like something that connects with people. Yeah. But the material just comes from like, could come from anywhere. Um, I'm just going down the street and I'll, I'll see something or hear something and then I'll just get this spark or an idea and I'll go, Oh, that's a good video. And I have it to a formula now where I know, I know from how many views I get with the amount of likes that I get, if it's like a winner yeah. and I, I really do. And occasionally I'll do something that I'm like, I love it. Other people don't love it. I don't care. I'm just leaving it there. That's hilarious. I don't know why you guys didn't didn't enjoy that, but I did. <laughs> so I'm leaving that one there for for me. And and yeah, dude, I, I don't know. Like when we go, like Peter with Peter and Surfer Magazine, that was amazing because you go out and you shoot all day, film all this stuff, and then there's all these dudes that are getting paid to edit it. And I always felt bad for him. I'm like, these poor guys got to watch hours of my stupid face <laughs> saying all this stuff. But that's their job. And apparently they enjoy it. So I'm stoked <laughs> there's people that do that. <laughs> so is it that's just hard, dude? Like, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, I was just going to say, like, like, people are always like, why don't you have a YouTube show? And I'm like, because I'm lazy. Like. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it all myself, which is what you have to do. Like, yeah, if you're going to do it and you know, YouTube, I, YouTube makes me so angry. Sometimes I see these families or just these ridiculous things that have massive audiences. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you have a massive audience? This is complete garbage. But the yeah. truth is complete garbage sells. Remember Creed sold 13 million albums. <laughs> Creed? Yeah. And nobody will admit that they bought an album, but 13 million people did. And we see horrible music and they're multimillionaires. We see horrible shows 
the one thing that kills me though, dude, is people that exploit their kids. And then they'll say they won't. Oh, yeah. my five-year-old wants to be on this show. Oh, does he? To hear his mom and dad, of course he's going to say yes. He's five. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I hate that. Yeah. We, we, oh, man. I feel like you, me, and Peter should all just like hang out in one of our garages and drink beer sometime. Because we were talking about this too. Like the, uh, what is it? Ryan's World. That kid is like one of the top five earners on YouTube and he's like eight. And are and there has, laws? Are there has, laws that protect him that hey, says, well, he can only shoot so many hours a week like they can if he's on a movie set? I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. Ryan has no personality. I've watched that kid. That that's about the extent of his talent. He can open something. He can open a present. And and you you hit on it, Dad. Congratulations. Dad knows how to film. Dad knows how to edit. He has that skill set. And other children like uh, watching other kids open presents. Wow, yeah, getting do. free stuff and opening toys. But that kid, you're just like, this, this is your this is your golden goose. This kid, he's a he, he's he's a weak kid. He's lame. I'll say it, Ryan. I hope you hear this, dude. But you got time. You got years. Maybe you'll develop a personality. And congratulations on your success. You wonder though, like, just kidding. <laughs> if if it'll be worse than the kids that grew up like on movie sets and tv sets or better or the if it won't be any different at all because you know that kid's already going to grow up being like i don't know how do you beat what you did when you were eight years old and is that going to stick with you in your mind the rest of your life like i'm never going to top what i yes. did when i was in first yeah. grade. yep yeah yeah have you ever heard of the two Corys? ever heard of child actors like it happens all the time when you peak when you're 10 it's tough man it's tough um it's crazy though this day and age this is a nuts thing so like i knew a few years back when i saw everybody like this all day every day i was like huh like if i could just get into their little camera right there yeah. their little tv this is the tv this is the tv that's what you have to learn like tv is not what it was right and when i go out and i'm walking around it's bonkers it's almost like i am on a sitcom in the 90s like People come up and they're like, hey, hey, you're the guy from the internet. They'll be like, yeah. And then their wife will be like, who's this guy? The, the man will be like, oh, he's he's internet famous. And she'll be like, I've never heard of him. They'll say it like right in front of me. It's like, I'm like, it's okay. It's not that good of stuff anyways. They'll you know, talk about but, you like you're actually on the phone, not right there. I don't like it. Yeah. And all the kids want to be YouTubers and they want to do all this stuff. But uh, yeah, guy, I mean, cool. You can do it all from, from the comfort of your own home. And now it's amazing. There's no gatekeepers. There's not, yeah. you don't have to go get an agent now and you don't have to do any of that. And it's the coolest, coolest thing. Yeah. I well, you know, and it takes a, it takes a certain kind of weirdo. And I say this about you and me, so it's not, I'm not saying it in a negative way. Um, no, it's but true. Like, I, I quit teaching with the idea that I'd probably go back to it at some point. But then I started writing a book and then I was like, Hey, read this book. And my wife was like, Hey, that's really good. Show it to people. And I showed it to people that like, Hey, that's really good. You should try to get it published. And then I started trying to get it published and somebody was like, Hey, come talk about it on my podcast. And then they're like, you should start your own podcast. And now I'm doing all kinds of weird stuff, talking to all kinds of cool people. And it all started with just this idea. That's like, I actually said, I'm not going to go back to teaching. I'm just going to try to pursue this creative thing. And like my parents were like, that's the stupidest thing you've ever said. And you've said a lot of stupid stuff, Chris. 
and just about everybody he with the exception of my wife was like that's a bad idea <laughs> and but now like i don't make a ton of money off this podcast but i've gotten free food i've gotten free products i got um Woo! i got my car jumped ahead of 150 people at the service center because i said hey i've got a podcast and i'll do a free ad read for you guys if you get this done today and they said okay it's so amazing, anybody out there, dude. if so, you're wondering why I only did one ad read for a car dealership, that's why. So it's funny. Again, the opportunities that, that it opens up for you can just be amazing. And my wife, like your wife, if she didn't allow me to be who I am, like none of this would be happening. The yeah. moment she gave me per permission was like this huge weight off of me. And I just went, I love you so much. Thank you for letting me be me and live my life and do all this because that's like it like fills your soul with energy if you have a good partner that allows you to do what you want to do and she had heard me talk about doing all this stuff for so many years and she just goes do something do it you talk about it all the time go do it do yeah. it like kind of like challenging me and i was finally like really is it okay do i have permission and yeah, I like that. I just, I'm that imagining your wife like pushing you in the chest across the dining room. Do it, you big man. You gonna do it? No, she would literally like <laughs> that. Like, like you, you talk a big game. You think you're so funny. Prove it. <laughs> I was like, all right. That sounds because like I a would, wife I thing would, to say. <laughs> yeah, you see people on Instagram or you see people on YouTube and they're making millions of dollars, and I'm like, I don't think that person's very talented. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. like, I could do a better job, and she would just be like. Well, then show me what you got. So that's, that's where we're at. Yeah. That's Long awesome. It has been thrown. Yeah. I like your wife, man. She sounds, she sounds cool from just the, the little bit I, I know of her, but um, she's yeah. super cool. Yeah. She's rad. Yeah. It's, it's cool to have a, a partner like that. Exactly what you said. I'm not going to say it all over again, but yeah, my wife was very much, she could have been she's like, right here. <laughs> hi, sweetie. She's right <laughs> here. I'm holding a picture of my lovely wife. Yep. <laughs> I've actually got a picture of mine right here too. We, we got the oh, let's family. let's compare wives. There they are. Hi, there's the family. Oh, beautiful. Are you guys on a hiking trip in that one? There's the wife right there. Yeah. Yep. Where we, are you uh, guys? I'm trying to what remember. There. We've got. No, it's in the woods of Michigan somewhere. Mm. Might have been uh, one of the one of the cool hikes over by like Lake Michigan, um, the Sleeping Bear Dunes area. Which I don't know if you if you know much about the Sleeping Bear Dunes, but it was ranked, I think Time Magazine ranked it like the most beautiful place in America. Mm. So yeah, that's if you're awesome. ever looking for a, a, a beautiful place to to visit, Sleeping Bear Dunes uh, National Lakeshore in in Michigan is is amazing. Radical, yeah, I'll have to check it out. I know a lot a lot of people that I grew up with came from Michigan, Minnesota. All the Great Lakes areas. I remember a lot of kids that would move to California in school. I yeah. always heard Michigan. Well, you know? they 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 all had the right idea. My sister and uh, my sister and my brother in law are both you know from the same town in Michigan, and now they live in San Francisco. Wow! 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 So, that, dude, that's not cheap. That city is not cheap. No, but they have a good job. Um, she's a administrator, and he. Uh, he used to work at Lucasfilm. He's a special effects guy, but now he works for Apple, and I'm not sure exactly what he does for Apple. Ooh, I know a guy who's working on the new uh, 
man it's not the man the bubba fat whatever right oh, now yeah, he's yeah, on, yeah, yeah. He, he's, yeah he's yeah he's yeah wait and, they're, uh, they're doing a boba made... fett spinoff mm-hmm. yeah i did not know that it's called I they the, freeze the on all the bubba. spin-offs no 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 they're doing it they're filming it oh. star wars yesterday was may the fourth be with you that's a little insider baseball nerd info for anyone if you were interested and today is revenge of the fifth is that that's they don't say that do they say that yeah because wow. like well i mean it's not an original trilogy reference revenge of the sith but it is technically a thing dude you know what somebody said to me yesterday and i i had to walk away they Go gave me yourself. the old no, sorry. <laughs> that's every day people yell that at me a lot especially <laughs> if you're filming yourself mostly from passing vehicles and they say other stuff no <laughs> I can he imagine. gave me the old uh I'm uh I'm more of a Star Trek guy. I don't I don't like I don't like the 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 Star Wars. I I like I like Star Trek and I was just like I've never understood the Star Trek. So I had to walk away. <laughs> I never got really big into Star Trek except when I was in middle school. They had the next generation would always come on like 5 minutes after I got off the bus and it was like that Will Wheaton, you're my hero, Will. <laughs> Will yes. Wheaton, yeah. Um. Will Will Wheaton, what a guy! What a fantastic actor! So I got a little bit into the new generation or the next. See, I'm not that into it. The next generation, but uh, yeah, if I had to pick one to uh, to defend in in my nerddom, it would probably be Star Wars. Yes, yes, me too. I'm not on the I'm not on the hate train though with all the new movies. Um. Probably because I have a daughter. My oldest kid is a freshman in college, and she really likes all the new Star Wars stuff. She's like, this is like, you know, my generation's shit. So um, people that are, you know, millennials and beyond uh, complain because they like the old stuff. But I, I try to give the new stuff its time to sink in and see how it sits. Yeah, I'm the uh, same way. I've, I'm enjoying the... Uh... The Star Wars movies. Why not? Why yeah. not? They're fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Um. Brr, what else should we talk about? Anything? Should we talk about Talega? Oh, you, you know, the, the other thing I do remember, and this is so stupid that it's coming to me now. The thing I was going to say about um, now that we're in Michigan is I just saw for the first time a billboard for a Sprinter van. And when I saw it, I thought of you. Yeah, you should explain what Telega is. When he's saying Telega, Telega is a like incredibly master planned community that is a very very expensive place to live. Yeah. And you if you can even get in and purchase a home, it's going to take you a long time to pay it off unless you're really rich and you can just buy it. But the fun part is for the entire time that you live in one of those communities, you are going to have almost a thousand extra dollars a month on top of your mortgage because of homeowners association fees, Melaroos. Uh. Everything looks so perfect and manicured because it costs so much to take care of. And they have all the cool pools and they have all that stuff, but you pay for it and it never goes away. So that's the place we always joke. I always joke about uh, because there's just a lot of wealth and it's fun to make fun of rich people. Yeah. To me. Well, and anytime there's a community, like my mother-in-law, <clears throat> she uh, she lived in a bigger house. My wife was uh, the fifth of six kids. Um, 
And then when all her kids moved out, she sold it to one of her kids and got a condo. But this condo has like standalone houses and stuff in it. Um, and their homeowners association is very strict. And to the point that like somebody will come and knock on your door if you like have kids toys in your yard. They're like, you need to pick this up in the yeah. next 12 no, 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 hours no, no. or you're going to get a written notice. The stuff, the amount of stuff that your neighbors care about is just unreal. Like living in any neighborhood, I'm constantly just amazed. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. Does that bother you? Oh, that's that little spot of oil on my drive. Does it bother you? You want yeah. me to, you want me to rub it out so that you have a better day so that you can go on with your life. But I have this theory when people are at home, that's where they're like, they're really themselves. Yeah. It's, they're not at work where they have to put on this mask and pretend all day. And you really see people's true colors. My neighbor right now, and I, I do not care what people do unless it's like totally crazy. Like you, right. you set up a dirty couch on your driveway and you're, you're shooting up or something and my kids are watching you. But the, but the neighbor right the neighbor right now has two giant palm trees that are completely overgrowing into my yard. And I haven't said anything to her, even though she's the type of lady who will tell me everything that she doesn't like about my house and things need to get done. Because if I say it to her, she will explode. She's one of those people who will turn it and make it about me. What I'm trying to say is my neighbor's not a good human. <laughs> so I might just run over there after this with some clippers. Because again, I don't have a day job. So I can go next door and just start clipping those those things. Yeah. Then you, that, she comes home, you say, there was a gang of angry kids with lawn tools and they're just cutting everything. But do you know what our rule is in our house? This is my wife's rule. It's not my rule. rule. She says we're Amsterdam. <laughs> or we're Sweden. We're neutral, right? We don't we don't pick battles. We try to get along with everybody in the neighborhood because we've watched other neighbors yeah. go to war with each other, and oh, we yes, just sit yeah. back and so we never like. There's things people have done where I'm like, I'm about to lose my mind, but you just come in the house, start doing some deep breathing, and we go, all right, we're Sweden, we're Sweden, we're neutral. We don't have a standing army or whatever. Who yeah. who are they? Is it Amsterdam? I don't know, but that's what we are. In the neighborhood. Switzerland? No, Switzerland. they've got Swiss Army. Switzerland. Swiss Army knives? I they have know. Swiss Army. They all carry Swiss Army knives. That's, 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 that's what they do. That's their military defense. Everybody get your knives it's out. It's their main weapon. Everyone gets issued a Swiss Army knife. And you can uh, open a can of tuna with it or yeah. cut something. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have one of the cool ones with the actual scissors in it until I was much older. And then I lost that. So. Dang. I like the tweezers. The tweezers are always uh, helpful. Oh yeah, but those because those ones they would pull out and it was like its own thing and it just had a, like a little sleeve yes. that went back into you, right? It slides in the side and you yep. just pull it out. It's got the the sweet little tweezers. Yeah. Yep. So when you're camping, if you're like barefoot and you get a little slivvy, then you need to get it out. That's it. That's it. Yes, sir. <sighs> well, do you have any advice to people who either want to? do kind of what you do on Instagram or just have kind of a uh, kind of an idea in their head, but they're not sure what to do about it. And no, everyone's like, no man, just take the safe option. What, what do you say to that? I say, don't take the safe option. Life's too short not to follow your passions and your dreams. Um, when you're starting out with social media, avoid politics and religion. I mean, <laughs> you, you can, you can drop stuff in now, uh, 
later on or say it in a certain way, but you're, you're going to alienate a lot of your audience because people just really, really like, it's like they love you one second and then you have a different political belief and they'll just, they'll, they hate you now or they'll just go away. So yeah. I would just stick, well, unless you're, unless that's what you want to do, you want to go, you know, into that realm. I would say lean into your strengths, know what you're good at. A lot of people, uh, have this have this idea that there's something that maybe they're not um whether they think they're a great musician and, and you're like you know i get a lot of people that like send me stuff and they're like hey man will you post this for me bro like spread the word about my music about my lyrical genius and you're like i don't think you got it buddy i'm glad it makes you happy so know your strengths <laughs> know your weaknesses and love everybody man like for real like when you meet people be gracious be kind and create good relationships. And the fun thing about comedy, if you choose to do that, is it makes people feel good. So when you meet them in person, they 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 like smile and they want to be, they want to meet you, and that's really nice. But like you were saying, when you when you stopped teaching or when I left my job, mm. um, there's something that happens, dude. All the good stuff is on the other side of fear. You're afraid that you're you're going to lose your insurance, that you're not going to have enough money. But things happen, dude. I'm telling you, I don't want to get weird. I don't want to say the universe comes into the place, but you'll get. Oh, no, dude. I get, have an I get woo woo with it, too. Like, because I feel yeah. like more stuff has happened to me in the last year, year and a half, just meeting interesting people, connecting with people on things that I didn't even know I would do, getting paid to do stuff that I didn't think I'd get paid to do. You know what I mean? Like, just all starting from just putting both feet in and telling people like, this is me, this is what I do and not just keeping it like a hobby, but because yeah. you, because you took a risk, like, like, look, I'm not a stand-up comic. I'm not on a TV show. I'm not all these things that like I thought a comedian is, but I just told myself literally, I'm like, I'm a comedian. I'm a genius. I'm a comedian. <laughs> genius. I'll repeat that in my head 20 times a day. I will. I'll tell myself that because why not? This is what I love doing. And you tell it, the world starts to believe it, doors start to open, but you got to take that step. And if you have an idea, the, the value of an idea lies in its use. For years and years and years, I have all these ideas floating in my head and I do nothing. I just go to bed at night, I wake up, and I don't put any of these ideas to use. Nobody's any different than anybody else. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. Everything you see that's been built was done by a human brain. Everything that's been created was done by a human brain. Mm. If other people figured it out, you can figure it out. It's it's there for the taking right now. And life is too short. As long as you're not jeopardizing, you know, the health of your family or you, you like, oh, we're not gonna be able to put food on the table, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the next Axel Rose. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Have common sense. And and if you get to the point where you're making as much money doing your side project or your side gig as you were at your day job, well, then maybe you can sit down with the people in your life and have a talk about doing it full time, you know? And I'm not, I don't know where this is going to go, but it's so fun and it's so exciting. And I have a vision for myself and you can listen to people tell you, you can't do it and you can either stop and quit or you can take it and use it as fuel and laugh. And yeah. that's what I do. I go watch, watch me. And my, my hang up was I'm too old. 
I was like, my my dreams are finished. I'm 37 years old. I'm past 28. Over. I'm just I've waiting been, to die now. That's it. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't be a stand-up comedian because I can't go out every night because I have kids. So yeah. I went, well, what can I do? How? What is the fastest way to get to as many people as I can? How can I have the broadest reach? And that for me was Instagram or YouTube. I knew that's what it would be. So figure out what you want to do set a course of action and just keep plugging away. Just burnt, burnt, burnt. You just keep doing it. And this is another thing too. If you're going to do Instagram or YouTube, dude, people freak. If you communicate with them, I talk to everybody. Yeah. I talk to everybody so that they know you're a good guy. So many people aren't good people that are doing this. They're terrible <laughs> humans. Whether they're just some chick posting pictures of her her butt or some dude who just is shirtless or some like whatever they are. Or they a lot of follow 20,000 people, wait to see who follows back and then unfollows all of them to make it look like they've got a huge organic following. Yeah, there's 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 <laughs> dude. And that's another thing too. creating a real audience of real people. There's a theory that uh, a thousand true followers. Have you ever heard that? Mm hmm. If you have a thousand people that will listen to your podcast every week, buy any piece of merch you drop, read any book you write, follow you. They're true fans. They love what you do. You can make a living doing that. It only takes a thousand. Now imagine if you have 5,000, 10,000, but they need to be real. So many of the things you see, uh, oh, they have a huge audience. It's not real. It's not a huge audience. It's, it's. They're not going to buy anything those people put out. They're not going to follow them anywhere. Those people are just, they have this facade. Yeah. So you get real followers by being real and authentic and talking about real things and also taking the time to talk to people. If someone sends you a message, write them back. Why not? They took yeah. the time and it feels nice. It feels good to do and they feel happy about it. And then they'll stick around and watch what you do next. Doesn't that get hard to do, though, at uh, 65,000 plus? Like, when you say, you know, you go to bed, you wake up the next day, you have breakfast, whenever it is the first time that you pull up Instagram and you hit that little heart button, like, how many notifications does somebody with a following your size have after, like, 12 hours of inactivity? So many. Um, so many. And it's a blessing and it's awesome. I need to be better about scheduling. Like, I, I don't. I just have this thing with me all day, and it's not the healthiest thing. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, do you like, check your screen time, to... like how much time you spend on your camera? And on... Dude. Don't want to know? Dude, it's so – you don't even want to guess. It's it's <laughs> atrocious. It's atrocious. Worse than a seventh-grade girl's, like, internet habit, 100%. It's, it's terrible. But is it less um, than 40 hours a week? No, no. It's over 40 hours. I oh, think. is it? Oh, I, gonna, I see what you're saying there. I'm trying to say it. That kind of makes me feel. When you, when you put it job, all together, right? like somebody's like, dude, you spent 38 hours on your phone this week. It's like you spent 45 at the office. <laughs> That's another thing though, dude. Everything eventually becomes a job. No matter how fun it is. Yeah. It's still work. The trick is to make it feel like it's not. And say, what do you do when um, you're just having a bullshit day and you're like, I got to post something. Do you just lean into like, I feel like shit and say, start trashing well, that's, something that's or what? Thing, th that's the thing that like, I don't, I've met a couple people 
the greatest compliment you could give me is, wow, dude, you, I cannot believe you post every day. How do you keep coming up with different ideas? How do you, because a lot of people like, I'm like, do you guys see what I'm giving you? I'm not charging you anything. I'm doing this for free, baby. And I just keep pushing out content. And people like in the beginning would say to me, you're going to run out of ideas. And I go, I never run out of ideas. You don't know me. You don't know what I'm going to do. You don't know where I'm going to go. This is what I love doing. I could do this all day, every day. I love making you laugh. I have so many ideas. So the key for me is going to be scheduling, which I haven't been at my day job for two months. And I'm kind of like, it's not good. I need to like, you wake up at six, John, you exercise, you sit down, you answer emails. You know, I need to treat this more like a job. There one, you go. one thing yeah, that I do dude. is I wear shoes. For some reason, I'm like five times more productive if I act like I'm going somewhere because I, you can't see it right now, but I've just got a, a big writing desk and a folding table next to that with like writing supplies because that's what I do when I'm not doing this. Is I got a novel that I'm trying to get published now, and I write blogs for people and that kind of thing. Wow. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. Can I ask what the no- Can I? What's the theme of the novel you're writing? Oh yeah. Well, the I'm writing another one now, but the one that I'm trying to get published is about a kid named Kurt Stevens back in 1996. He's a, uh, between 8th and ninth grade, first day of summer. And then um, all of a sudden, there's this military-style airstrike, and him and his friends all run into the woods, and then they find out that uh, there's the attack is from people from the future that are trying to get back into the past. Because in this book, when you time, it's a time travel book. When you travel, say, uh, say John Wayne Freeman wants to go back to when he was 15 you'll go back yes, to that please. year you'll go back to that year but you'll be in that body and that kid who is 15 will switch places and then go into your body now weird weird and then wow, in the future dude. so when those kids go to the future it's like just all hell has broken loose there's a parasite that's killing everybody and it's hellish nightmarish thing and it's just a battle for them to try to not get stuck in that place that's pretty cool, man. That's I like yeah. it. it. Sounds awesome. Yeah, That's it rad. sounds it sounds cool to everybody, but literary agents. <laughs> Dude, I, that I mean, I, props to you for even being in that world. Writing I, is is truly a discipline, and a, it's a lot of hard work. And then to if you ever get anything published, that's a, a huge accomplishment in itself. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> one of the guests that I had on this show actually recently was like hey you know what you're i know you you've been getting frustrated that your book's not going anywhere send it to my publisher and uh so she put in a she put in a good word because she had read the book and was like yeah this is good send it send it to my publisher i'll I'll let him know it's coming so fingers crossed fingers crossed yes and then i'll i'll send uh i'll send you a free copy you know what no you know what you pay for it you pay for it john okay i'll pay for it i will pay for it you don't have to pay for it i will I would, I would, hard ins- work should be rewarded. I would insist that you pay for it and that you buy more than one copy if you didn't come on the show. But since you did, it's only a fair oh. trade. I tit, like what you tit did for there. tat, a little, you scratch my well back played. and I'll give you a book. Yes. <laughs> I apologize for being maybe hungover on your podcast. Maybe not. I don't know. That's up for the listener to decide. Was John hungover? 
Was his brain firing on all cylinders? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say. Well, the last California surfer guy was actively getting drunk on the podcast. So this is a step up. Yeah, that'll happen. Surfers do that. They're also known to uh, smoke a little bit of the herb every now and then. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Which brings me to my proud sponsor, Fresh Coast Seed Company. Ooh, nice. Yeah. They, uh, if anybody is looking for really good seeds, go to Fresh Coast Seed Co. on Instagram. What kind? What 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 kind? Of, is it like a fruit tree it grows, or is it like is it bananas? Is it um? Is it avocados? What kind of seeds are we talking about here? I mean, there are some fruity smells associated with some of them. <laughs> but, I get. Uh, oh, I see. I yeah. see. Yeah. No medical marijuana. Oh, oh. Marijuana, um, oh Yeah. So. Yeah. All I've right. heard of that stuff. I, I personally, that's, I'm not, I don't, <laughs> not me, buddy. I'm straight edge. I'm a straight edge guy. You're high on life and that's, that's how it's got to be. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Hey man, um, it was really nice talking to you. I, uh, I don't think I, not like I have a whole bunch of stuff written down here anyway, just a couple of bullet points, but, uh, I think I'm just about out of it, man. So if there's anything that you want to leave people with, like where they can catch you, what kind of fun stuff you got coming up soon. My Instagram is my home base. It's my name is Jonathan Wayne Freeman. If you are listening to this, I would really appreciate if you would follow my page and there's hours and hours of things to watch on there that hopefully bring you joy and laughter. Uh, That's where you can find me. And I, if I'm doing anything else, I usually talk about it on there. And in the future, I'm going to become extremely successful. So if you are in the future and you're listening to this, I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, we'll have, uh, we'll have that link up too. If anybody didn't catch it in the, in the show notes so that people will find you. If they don't already know, they will know soon. I'm stoked. Thank you so much for having me on. And it was a pleasure, dude. And I wish you continued success in the future. And I'm so stoked that you're doing what you love, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It really is. Again, no day's promise. This is this is from being a paramedic and seeing a lot of people die. You just sort of get to the point where you're like, maybe I should just make videos on Instagram and live my best life or whatever people say. And I'm not a businessman, but I'm starting to figure it out. Uh, you know, I'm not a producer. I'm not a director. You know, I may, I don't know what I am, but all I know is I told myself I was this thing and, and it's working or it seems to be. And if I can do it, you can do it, whatever it is, yeah. no matter how old you are. Don't, don't get stuck on the, I can't do it cause I'm too old because the truth is, um, the time's never going to be right ever. You just do what you do, what you can do best. And you keep putting your foot one foot in front of the other every day, going after what you want and good things will happen and make good decisions, man. Like there's all these things that you have, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's anything that slows you down, you really need to figure out what's keeping you from uh, firing on all cylinders. And if you can mitigate that, and you can get support from the people around you that want you to, again, cliche, but live your best life. Um, <laughs> you're, you'll be, you'll be good. 
it's good. This is this is the wild, wild west, baby. Right now, the internet, podcasting, Instagram. There's always things popping up, and it's a new world. You can make your own way, and it's a it's the raddest thing ever. So go for it, go for it. I like it, man. That's what we'll end on then. All right. Thank you, everybody. Go check this guy out. He is hilarious. Thank you. I was a real pleasure. Did I just said I was a real pleasure. I meant it was a real pleasure. I was really cocky on this podcast. And it was, I don't normally sound like this. I'm just feeling today. I think I read too many comments. So I'm trying to self-talk. I'm trying to be like, yeah, it's okay, John. You're a good guy. You're funny. Don't believe the people that say you're not. It's all right. It's okay. You're good I enough. Just, you're smart enough. Ish. And doggone it, people like you. Gosh, man. people like you. That's right. Dude. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. I hope you have a great day. And when you uh, when you finish it, shoot it shoot it my way, and we'll uh, we'll throw it up there and hopefully bring you some new followers. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll see. Or we'll listen. See, we'll see if you don't have all Russian yeah. bots following you or not. Dude, I woke this morning. I there was like thirty comments that are just like. Uh, about investment. Jerry <laughs> told me to invest here. And then there's like these fake people. And I'm just like, go somewhere else. Why are you here? <laughs> yep. You got to love the, the weird random spammy comments. And then on Instagram too, all the, all the sugar mamas who just slide into the, your DMS and are like, Hey, zero posts, 900 followers. Like what? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Those are bizarre. <laughs> I don't. So I want to get one of those girls on my show sometime and be like, "How do you make a living on Instagram without posting anything? And do you actually make a real living, or is this just something people do for like five months and then no. go, this is going nowhere?" It's not a real human. There's no way. It's uh, it lives in a computer somewhere. Oh, I did. I got a violation, dude. Oh. Yesterday, like a community guidelines violation. Like that's another thing. When you're on a platform, like they could just say bye bye anytime and shut all that work you did just out yeah. the window so that's something to consider uh you could you could and, be canceled literally any moment and twitter too um there was a a novelist who wanted to publish some stuff that he had written like back and forth on a twitter thread with another writer and then when they went to publish it twitter was like mm -mm, we own that wow bizarre yeah because you signed something yeah. So it's the, it's somewhere yeah, in the 80,000 words, uh, terms of use policy. What did you do to own, make sure you own your podcast? What did you like physically fill out or do, or you um, just own the domain? Is that what it is? I don't even really know a hundred percent how that works because <gasps> I Squadcast owns you, bro. Well, Squadcast might own me right now. Um, but the Squadcast account you. is through my producer, who he's not really my producer. I call him my technical uh, technical manager or whatever. Um, he was the guy that mm -hmm. originally set me up with everything and then got me to where I could do it out of my own basement with my laundry in the background. But you know, if you had been in Michigan, which you know we tried to send you a private jet, uh, then we would have been in a huh. studio and you wouldn't have had to look at my uh, my kids' undies in the background. It would have been so rad. I could have taken a picture in front of a private jet and then showed it to everybody about yeah. how I'm killing it at life, like. Ah, what a missed opportunity. Yeah. It's, That's it a is, bummer. It is the jet from the um, original uh, minor major league movie. Did you ever see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one with the, the taped on propeller. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Hey, let me ask you a question real quick. What you think of this? There's a here in the t town I live in. This dude set up a studio that's like you can pay for time, and all the cameras are in it. It's beautiful. It's like a setup podcasting thing. Behind the glass, they're in there. They'll edit. They'll flip the cameras. They'll do everything. Hmm. And uh, they said I could do it if I like what you said in exchange for them doing that as long as I just promote them because they want business. Yeah. And I thought that's a good idea for a lazy person. That That is a good idea. And you don't even have to do any work for them because the company that who's like, I'm using their squad cast stuff and I'll use their editing software to filter everything out. So if there is noise in the background, you wouldn't be able to hear it, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Those, those guys, they do all that kind of stuff too. And usually people charge or people pay for their services and all the same kind of stuff you were talking about. I just mention them on my podcast, but then I also an employee uh, and I write blogs for some of their podcasts that they nice. produce. But as far as their podcasting stuff goes, they don't, at least with mine, I don't think it's this the same way with anybody else's. They don't want any ownership. They're just about like putting out a good product and getting people kind of networked together. I, I go back, back and forth between, because there's so many podcasts. It's like, do you want <laughs> like to be the host? thousand of guests? them in America. Yeah, and there's like two people I know that can pull off the doing it by themselves, you know? Yeah. Where kind of maybe like Bill Burr, maybe yeah. Chris D'Elia, like those guys. And I just wonder, I'm like, can I do it by myself? Or is it better to have no, well, something like where we're like... There's no limit on you know, how long have they have some... to be either. You could put one out every Monday and Thursday and they could be 10 to 15 minutes long each. Right. That's true. You don't have to That's sit and rant true. for 45 minutes to an hour and a half. I don't want to. I don't think. Uh, it's a good point. But it's like it, it, you have to have like an angle. Like, oh, I talk about the news of the day. I We tell stories about our – you know what I mean? Like I feel like you should have some kind of something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you could Maybe inter not. interview the people that are caught on kook of the day. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we've gone back and forth with doing that because it would be nice to have like take that audience and have them follow you over. You yeah. already have a built-in audience. Yeah, it yeah. would be sick. Uh, we thought about doing like athletes or musicians or anybody in what they do and then them talking about what is a kook in their world. You know what I mean? Like what is a kook? Like take it like, outside of, of just comedy. surf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And that's a dude, that's another thing like <sighs> I I never wanted to stay in the surfing thing. Like that's it's a part of my life that I love, but yeah. like it's weird because you have this audience and a lot of them are surfers, but like uh I want to go in a, a different direction because again, you have all these things, the navy that a lot more to a person, you know, and the, a story than just surfing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm sorry to keep making it painting you as this one dimensional guy, man. You're he's also an artist. He's a he's a he's a sensitive man. He he's not afraid to cry. It's actually what I do is performance art. A lot of people don't understand it. This is all just uh, an experiment. It's uh, it's art, you know. That's that's me. That's what I do. Yeah. Have you noticed I'm staring at myself this entire time? 
Yeah. Like this. I think I should be looking at you, but I've been and I've been staring at my horrible mustache. Yeah. Oh, God. If I don't say this now, I'll be mad that I didn't say this before. I don't think I've ever had more fun watching somebody have an uncomfortable medical procedure as I did with you getting the um, coronavirus swab. Hurt so bad. It looked like it, it almost awful. came out your ear. It's awful. They shove it up so far up your nose that it feels like it pops something in your nasal nasal mm -hmm. cavity, and then it hurts for like for like a week. And like the, they break something. I I wish I had it in front of me so we could do like a slow motion breakdown too. Because at one point she keeps going, and then you kind of like open your eye, look at her a little bit, and your hand comes up. And as soon as your hand comes up, she looks at it like, "Is he gonna grab me?" Like she's used to like somebody mm -hmm. swapping at her. Mm -hmm. I was coming up. I was like, "This is so ridiculous." My arm started to raise, and I was gonna grab her elbow and pull it down. <laughs> I was. Like, what are you doing? Anyways, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. Well, thank you for Go giving us, cook, you know, cook. It, in in this in these trying times, you know, finding a at least a little bit of humor in it where uh, where usually there's not much. <laughs> no worries, man. I love doing it, and I again, I appreciate you having me on, and I hope you have a great rest of the week, dude. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for uh, staying awake and uh, <laughs> managing to get through here with us. <laughs> hey everybody thanks for tuning in listening to uh, John's story check us out at uh, www.christophertallon.com find out more about me find out more about the show and uh, hit me up on Instagram at Christopher underscore Talon later guys <laughs>